0: Hello and welcome to Matt and Kevin Talk Church, two pastors, two old friends from two different denominations on two different coasts, talking about faith, culture of the Bible, and the ins and outs of church ministry. I'm Matt Curtis, pastor of Decision Life Church in Wairika, California.
1: And I'm Kevin Sheehan, associate pastor of Reformed Presbyterian Church in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Hey, do you remember our last podcast when I had a total senior moment and like spaced out the last five I, minutes? I, I, do, I
0: do remember that.
1: <laughs> I, I think I'm in better form today. I'm hoping so.
0: I'm Knock hoping on so. wood, substitute. Right. Like, right. Yeah, you're right. yeah. hoping.
1: We'll see. We'll see.
0: Whether or not I'm in good form.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll find out. You never am know. Am I
0: ever in good form? I mean, let's <laughs> face it. I mean, probably well, not.
1: I mean, it's all relative, right? So, yeah. Anyway, we're back for another exciting episode of Matt and Kevin Talk Church. Recording today is May 9th. 2022 it's a beautiful day here in effort pennsylvania matt
0: yeah you know it's not bad here either we had snow yesterday and snow in may is just just no but (laughs) um
1: but but yeah we had cold rain all weekend but uh yeah today it's nice sun came out sunday afternoon it's pretty today it's warming up might actually be springtime here soon awesome it's exciting so Matt, you made a, a a grievous discovery recently when you went to tag me on something.
0: I did. I went to go tag you in something on. what well, was actually uh, promoting a episode of this podcast. Like that's pretty much what I use Facebook for anymore. is to, is to promote this podcast and to uh, you know get yeah. updates on some some people, some friends. But I don't, yeah. I'm not really on it very much. Um, but I went to tag you and I couldn't tag you. And so what happened is you like delete me as a friend on facebook kevin i've I I, like- I been meaning to tell you
1: <laughs> so i just i thought this was the best way to sort of do it in a live podcast so um yeah i just i just need uh need some space yeah what can i say no just kidding um not true not true at all um but i did deactivate my facebook account
0: well, I'd like to congratulate uh, you on your wisdom.
1: Yeah, well, I did not delete it, it's just deactivated, which I think means I can bring it back to life whenever. Uh, I suppose, but yeah, did away with did away with that. Um several reasons. You can probably imagine some of them. Go ahead, take a crack. Take a
0: guess. I, I think the lack of like um March Madness postings were just more than you could bear. And so you 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 chose to get out of there. Yeah, well, I mean, look, social media—it's
1: there's—it's low hanging fruit to just sort of decry all of the uh, ills of social media. I mean, that's a factor that was maybe ten or twenty percent of of why, and and like I just needed to take a break from it. It wasn't like yeah. again, it's not deleted completely, I guess, but uh, I just needed a break. Um, yeah, really, I think one of the bigger factors is you know we've talked about James Smith several times in the last couple of years and been reading a lot of his stuff and just the uh his real emphasis on um how we spend our time and the all the external stimuli that we get stuff that we read and watch and listen to really affects our heart more than we realize um so there's some like obvious things like don't watch bad movies you know or or whatever um Or don't watch Cobra Kai or Ted Lasso. I was going to say you. you're saying we're saying we're saying this as
0: people who just did two episodes on on Cobra Kai I on Cobra Kai. But uh, yeah. So we're not wagging our finger at anyone. Just no, but
1: but it's like it has resonated with me of like just trying to be a little more careful about what I let in. You know what I mean? Um, it, you know, again, there's some really obvious ways, but I think and part of the problem with social media and I mean I've said this for a long time is there, there's a much more subtle um, effect going on. Just in terms of like, uh, you know, attention span or in terms of even just how my heart sort of gets attracted to, um, wanting to keep up with the minutia of things, you know, and kind of finding myself like eager, keep up with whatever. And some stuff that like, this doesn't even really matter. Yeah. Sometimes you notice that you go away for like a week on vacation, you come back and you're like, yeah, I really didn't miss it. (laughs) I really don't. I really didn't care. Uh, about all that silly stuff that goes on. And so I think our heart can be drawn to the minutia and and be drawn to just the trivial. So part of it is just like trying to step back a little bit and trying to think differently, learning to think differently, learning to think more big picture, learning, you know, reading things that are more long form rather than short form. You know, not that everything that social media has to offer is bad, but sometimes, you know,
0: but some of it is,
1: but some, some of it is, and some of it is just more subtle and some of it is just more kind of like longer, um, effects over a longer period of time. Yeah. Um, just the way that I process information and keep yeah. tabs on the world, um, just needed a break from it for a little while. So both Facebook and, you know, even Twitter and whatever else is out there these days, um, however people spend their time. Yeah. So yeah, I just trying to keep a little more of a guard on my heart. And uh, yeah, again, I've kind of found myself being drawn to things that aren't necessarily bad, but just aren't where I need to be spending my time.
0: I, I recently read a piece in the Atlantic by Jonathan Haidt. He's the guy who wrote uh, The Righteous Mind, why like yeah. good people, you know, he's not yeah. a follower of Jesus, but he's a really smart thinker. He's a social scientist, and he wrote an article called Why the Past 10 Years of American Life Have Been mm-hmm. Uniquely Stupid. Oh yeah. I read that, that one. That was good. It, I mean, it's, it's a long article, like, yeah. but it's, it offers just a lot of really keen insight into like why we're, why America is how it is today. And a lot of it has to do with social media. And so I'm just commending that to our listeners as to, if they want to think more about everything you just said from a like social science standpoint. Yeah. I would commend that article. And of course the works of J.A. Smith, of course, um, or uh, Andy Crouch's you know tech wise family here yeah, it might yeah. be might be a a good place to to do that, or Tony Rinkie's eight ways your smartphone is changing you like there are resources if you want to think more about this stuff, yeah to, yeah. to do that. but they all take effort, which is kind of the point,
1: right, right? yeah, well, and, yeah. and again, like I just found that it's just easier when you have a spare minute to just scroll, right yeah and so to kind of just become a default and like i don't want to do that you know i want i want to just be a better guardian of my time as well um so you know i've tried to replace it with different things so what are um, you replacing it with mostly reading Cobra or Chi. writing or <laughs> <Chi>. <laughs> <laughs> or just especially with like spring and summer coming on just like you know what i got five spare minutes rather than looking at my phone i'm gonna leave it in the other room I'm just can go outside and sit on the porch and stare at the tree. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, just even yeah. just things like that. Like I've tried to be more mindful of like not having my phone on me, you know, just, yeah. just leave it. In, you yeah, know, I kind of have a spot where I leave it when I'm in the house, but just leave it there um, and not just have it in my pocket all the time. Like there's something yeah. sort of freeing about that. Um, That's good. So, yeah, I mean, there's different kind of things that I've, uh been doing with my time i mean not that like all of a sudden i have like all this spare time or whatever but but it's it's the little time it's the little two minutes here five minutes there that add up. adds up yeah um and just i think is is sort of like rewiring your brain to um you know in those in those you know, usually it's like a segue sort of moment i'm going from one thing to the next or even if i'm you know sitting at my desk and i'm i'm you know, switching from one project to the next. And it's like, it's easiest to take, like, "Ah, I'm just going to take three minutes and scroll something like, no, no, no. I'm going to take three minutes and stand up and stretch and look out the window or, you know, whatever it is. So I just kind of find that that's just trying to do some intentional
0: rewiring is all. I like it. That's good stuff. Yeah. We, I think about that all the time. I I was on Twitter for a while and left for similar reasons. It's it's worth noting though, that like this podcast is a form of social media right so like we're right. not like anti social media necessarily we're just for the careful use of it
1: yeah and it, it, again a lot of it for me too have to do with wanting to kind of think longer thoughts and not just like quick hit thoughts yeah which is especially i find with facebook i can just scroll and get the little you know pithy things that people are updating with yeah um, TikTok's you know, worse for that yeah yeah i guess i mean twitter mostly what i've follow and who I follow and, and what I use it for is like linking to articles that are that are longer form so that's sort of different for me I guess although there's still the same tendency to just scroll um so kind of just again am not trying to kind of come up with hard and fast rules but there's some principles and some kind of deliberate rewiring and just want to be a little more on guard both my mind and my heart so I'm taking a break I'm off for Good now for we'll see what happens check back in a month and see what's going on nice well good for you but no I did not defriend you Matt so just stop it with that I didn't really think that okay good all right well let's take a let's take a 30 second break our listeners need to hear an ad from anchor and we need to have a come together moment so
0: and so instead of scrolling look at a tree or something listener yes yeah, go wow. look
1: out the window for 30 seconds yeah especially if you're driving like look out the windshield preferably yeah, absolutely yeah <laughs> we'll be back in 30. Hey, we're back. It's Matt and Kevin. We're still talking church today. First half of the show, we were talking social media a little bit. And this is really kind of a weird podcast because it's kind of two small podcasts crammed into one. Yeah. Because we didn't have a whole lot to say about either one. <laughs> we're having a two for one sale today. Everyone, we, we wanted you to get your money's worth and at least not have a 10 minute episode. So, yeah,
0: I mean, the podcast is free, but especially
1: since <laughs> we just did like 20 minutes on Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah. Which is a whole separate podcast. We didn't cram it into this one. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, I mean, the sort of the big news, I guess, uh, of of late, the last week or so, has been the the leak that came out of the Supreme Court. I don't know how these things work, how things even get leaked. The leak that came out where where they're trying to it looks as though Roe versus
0: Wade might be overturned. That's well. the whole point of leaking it was like to put pressure on the judges. And the reason they're the reason they're held in secret is so this sort of thing doesn't happen. It's not unprecedented. It's happened. Did it happen with the Dred Scott decision, for example? But like it it yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it's looking it's it's looking that way.
1: Yeah. So yeah, the big news isn't the leak. The big news is that they're likely going to overturn Roe versus Wade which has been
0: on the books for our entire lifetime. If the Lord's willing and the crick don't rise. Yes. That's what will happen. Right.
1: Thoughts, feelings, emotions, responses, replies.
0: So, I mean, of course we, I mean, I've been praying for Roe versus Wade to be overturned for years. Um, I actually didn't expect that it would happen in my lifetime. So um, I'm, I'm happy that that's happening. Cause I think of course, abortion is the, um, arguably the greatest social evil of our time i mean that we celebrate in this country dismembering babies is just kind of gross and i think it's um again we don't need to like this isn't a podcast about saying abortion is evil because i think most of our audience is like on board with that idea right like we don't need to um make a big deal of that but but i think it's a good thing for our country that at least on a national level we're not going to be sanctioning it. So it's going to go back to the states, individual states doing that. And so I'm excited about that. But I'd also have a little bit of trepidation because, of course, we're a very divided nation right now. And I think this will serve to further divide us. And I think for Christians, how we respond to this and the way that we even express our um, pleasure or Um, joy even about this being overturned can either um, be a good witness or a poor one, if that that, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess I'll second all of that.
1: Kind of had mixed emotions. If, you know, if you had told me however many years ago that, hey, Roe versus Wade will be overturned in your lifetime, I would have thought, oh, that's great. And when that happens, it'll be like this you know, obviously a big celebration and whatever, um, that'd be a great thing. I, I was sort of surprised it is a great thing. Yeah. I, I guess it, it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere, but maybe cause I don't really follow these things all that closely. Um, and the leak is sort of like a weird way of it coming out, I guess. <clears throat> um, so yeah, so sort of some mixed emotions, obviously glad about the ruling, uh, for all the reasons you stated, um, glad it, I mean, it's going to go to the States. And so It'll still be legal in places and illegal in others. In most
0: places, I mean, Um, yeah.
1: So that's that's how that works. Uh, But yeah, in general, that that's a good thing. It's, uh, um, but yeah, the, the the mix of emotions comes with a trepidation with this being more of a victory lap because we scored a political point. You know, I mean, it's just again for our entire lifetime, this has been on the books and. It's. I mean, I remember, I guess my memory of it kind of starts in the early mid 90s, I guess, maybe late 80s, I guess. Um, And it's always, for the most part, been in the political arena. Like it's always been about like getting the laws or the judges or the whatever. Like that's where most of the energy or most of the press has sort of been. And the problem with it becoming just like a political thing is while, you know, politics is how things sort of get done on a societal level. So that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. That's just the way things work. Um, but my, my trepidation comes with, it'll just be like, you know, score a political victory for the conservatives Unless about we've preserved life or we've preserved the, you know, image bearers of God who aren't going to be extinguished before their time. So I guess, I guess I want to be careful about what we're celebrating you know what I mean? For those who are celebrating. And as you said, I think the way that we go about it as Christians, you know, we can either be the aroma of Christ with this or we can just be a political stench. You know? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, there's that. I mean, I mean, again, uh, for for me, it is partly about, um, listen, I'm glad that I'm potentially millions of babies are going to be spared being murdered. Right? Like, that's right. that's not a small thing. No, not at all. I mean, that um, should be, like, what's foremost, you know? Well, that's worth celebrating, absolutely. And so, for me, like, whatever trepidation I I have about the division in our country that's going to no doubt increase because of this is sort of overcome by that. Um. So, but, like, what I'm concerned about, though, is that we're more zealous about abortion than we are the gospel. Right. So, we're, like, fine with okay sweet babies are born but like all their parents are still going to hell you know what i mean like because 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 we care more about that than and 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 caring about that is good and right like i'm not saying we shouldn't care about that and i'm not saying advocacy pro-life advocacy is in conflict with the gospel right but when like our passion and this is true for any political issue or really any issue i'm not just talking about abortion It could be anything when our zealousness for that outpaces our um, zealousness for Christ and his cross. I just think there's a danger of um, uh, both things, like the goodness of whatever issue it is um, becoming an idol in your heart and it being a barrier to people in your life or the society at large taking Christ and his cross his exclusive claims to lordship seriously. Yeah. And so um, I just worry about that. You know, I, I was, uh, I was teaching an this last week for our, for our church. And it was at that scene after the, it was in chapter five where the 12 get thrown into prison. And then uh, an angel comes and lets them out and says, Hey, go back and keep preaching. Right. And then uh, it's kind of a comical scene, right? Because, because, they're thrown, the pre- they're thrown into jail by the Sadducees who don't believe in angels and That's then right. are rescued by an angel right. and sent back to where they were. Meanwhile, the Sanhedrin is like, hey, what are we going to do about these guys? Let's go get bring them from the prison. Well, they're not there. Well, where, where are they? They're where you left them teaching. Yeah. And they get brought in. And, 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 and here's why I'm bringing this up. This might seem like really far flung. and has nothing to do with anything. But they're, they're brought before a political body. Um, this is a political body that's brought before them that has the power to have them flogged and executed and all the rest of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're charged with two things. They're charged with disobeying their earlier edict to not preach in the name of Jesus. And they say, well, we can't help but listen to God and they're charged with bringing the blood of Jesus on their heads. And they just, they unapologetically um stand at their ground but you know what struck me most about the whole passage they're not trying to stick it to anybody they're trying to yeah. win them yeah they're saying no repentance repentance and forgiveness of sins is available to you yeah i mean these are people who in a couple of minutes are going to have all 12 of them beaten severely beaten Yeah, and they're not like sticking up for their rights. They're not ticked off they've been thrown in jail, or that their free speech rights have been trampled on, or anything like that. Yeah, they're concerned for their soul, and that's what really came across to me. That they're they're trying to win them. That they're trying to win them to to the for the Lord, and they don't seem the least bit concerned about the political concerns. and i just think i feel like that's missing um for a lot of
1: our movement Um, yeah i agree and i think it's been a concern of mine for i don't know at least the last six if not you know 10 or 20 years is this this increasing concern of mine that that we're more concerned about the politics than we are about sharing the gospel or, and again, they're you know, not necessarily in conflict. Well, right. And, and cause I, I think the way it yeah. can start is, is you know, is the, the political position or the political person that you're trying to affect will have a good end. Um, but then that's, so, so it goes from being a means to an end to just being the end itself. Right. You know, and So like, great, we scored this political victory, but that becomes like the end rather than like, great, well, let's use that so we can further the gospel. Right. Um, so that's what I think has just been missing and what I've tried to probably clumsily and, and whatever at times um, done is to like poke at people, not because I'm thinking that their politics are wrong. I'm trying to change their politics, but because I'm trying to bring them back to saying like, but the politics isn't the, really the the deal. Like the, the the big deal here is their relationship to the Lord. So if you're just trying to score political points and, and political victories, and that's not enough. And so I guess that's where my of concern comes in with like the roe versus Wade. it's like i'm you know be happy that it's overturned um but um let's not turn this into a political victory lap well because ultimately yeah. like we
0: want people to know the lord and well, to it, are we trying to win people I, and i don't mean that it's our job to win people but i mean is that really the i mean i feel like that part of it is getting lost um that no our political enemies are people we want to like see repent of their sins and have their sins forgiven and find life right not to be not to have political like rule over them and like they're not our enemies in fact our enemies are not flesh and flesh and blood. Blood at all yeah and so i, I just think we uh, again so much of the focus is around winning and by the way, that's true of both sides of the political aisle. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's so it's not like we're just beating on conservatives here. And I just think when that's the focus, when it's about when you when we're when trying to figure out who's winning and who's losing. Um, that's a dangerous game to play. Yeah. Well, and so and so here's the other part of the passage from access week that struck me. Right. So they get flogged and then they count. Then they rejoice because they count themselves worthy to suffer dishonor. Yeah. For the name. And I don't know about you, but it just seems like suffering dishonor is the last thing anyone in our camp wants to do. Yeah. Because they're, because they're afraid it will hurt their cause when actually it might enhance it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's a, maybe that's a whole other topic. I'm just saying, yeah, w- when we're all about winning, that's about honor seeking. Yeah. And And I just think that's the wrong way around. Yeah. Yeah. So the other, the other part that, uh,
1: Kind of cautiously hopeful, I guess, with this whole thing. Uh, yeah. the other the other part of the caution, you know, there's one part that we've just talked about. The other part is um, you know, presumably a biblical pro-life position is for the flourishing of life, the flourishing of human life for all image bearers to flourish. That's that's shalom, you know, uh in, in the Hebrew is to that they have prosperous flourishing lives. Um, that doesn't end. And this has been said, you know, it's not like I'm coming up with this. This has been said and been said with more frequency in the last five years. Um, but that doesn't end at birth, right? It's womb to tomb. It's it's not just, again, so my fear is that, okay, great. Roe versus Wade's overturned. Um, babies won't be aborted. Okay, but, but now what? Are we prepared? that now we have however many millions more babies in our country, many of them in low-income situations are we prepared then for the generosity and the charity and the hard work that's going to be required to really fulfill the shalom for all of the image bearers? You know what I mean? Like there's just more attention has been brought to this in the past years of pro-life should be bigger than just pro-birth. So I, I hope that that's the case. I hope the church responds well to that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I hear you. I feel like the whole Christians only care about abortion, about life until babies are born is a tired trope that isn't true. Um, so, I mean, I guess I just look at it differently. I mean, I'm I'm involved in foster care and all that kind of stuff. And right. I've worked in that field. So I've just had a front row seat to a lot of that. And it's by and large Christians who are on the front lines there. Let's not say there's no people of, who aren't of faith who aren't involved in that, but a lot are. And so I just feel like that is a, that's a line that the left trots out there to really get the attention off the fact that they're murdering babies. Um, but um, it, it, but I hear you. I, I I'm for a holistic ethic of human life and all of that. Um, Absolutely. And I think it's worth noting too, that like the birth rate in America has not been great and it's not good for society. So um, more babies being born is, I think a, some, I mean, a net good is going to be a net good for society. If that's what the result is, um, irregardless of all the other issues involved with that, but your, but but your point is well taken. Um, the church really is going to need to continue, uh, to care about these issues. And so, um, I agree that that's a matter to be praying about. How's the church going to respond um, to the needs?
1: Yeah. I think there's just ways in which, um, you know, and some of these things have been pointed out in the last several years of ways that we've been inconsistent in terms of, you know, flourishing of life sorts of issues.
0: Yeah, I, I guess. When and you so say if, if this been inconsistent, I don't know who we is. Um, well, I guess we not...
1: just, you know, conservative yeah. Christians in general or whatever, uh, the, the church in general or whatever that we that, you know, I, I hope this spurs us on to think more carefully and more critically about how we can really encourage the flourishing of life in all of its forms human life in all of its forms and, and stages of life and all of its situations that arise.
0: Yeah. Agreed. hundred percent. So we'll see what happens when we'll see the ruling hasn't happened yet. It's just, it's, it was a draft. So yeah. we'll see what happens.
1: Yep. Yeah. We shall see. But ultimately I think, you know, the best efforts in this arena are always local. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it can be really overwhelming i think to to think of like these big national sort of conversations and and issues or even international like ukraine you know um and think what can i what can i possibly do but you know so often there's always something local that can be done you know i mean almost every community probably has a pregnancy center yeah or uh, you know women's shelter or something um you know for the ukraine we had a we have a a a Slavic church, Russian, Ukrainian, Belarusian church who was doing a fundraiser for people that they know personally in in Ukraine. So it's like, that was an easy way to give locally. Um, So every area has has foster children in it. Right. And so there's always areas where it's like, you know, despite whatever's going on on a national level, in terms of these kind of conversations and debates, there's almost always uh, an avenue locally to like really
0: affect things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could be again, you could be a foster parent. And if you want to know more about that, you can email us at Matt and Kevin talk church, and I'd be happy to have a conversation with you. You could be my wife volunteers as a CASA, a court appointed special advocate. Yeah. Where you are advocating for children in that situation. So if you can't foster parent, you can consider that. Foster yeah. parents need all kinds of support. Yeah. And um, you can support foster, like there's a, there's like a dozen ways that you can be involved in that that don't even involve necessarily taking a kid who needs a home into your home. Um, so, I mean, there's lots of ways to do that in every community in America, Almost, no matter where you live, there's a need for that.
1: Yeah. Well, you've been listening to Matt and Kevin talk church. I hope that what you've heard has been helpful and edifying. If you have any questions you want us to answer or topics you'd like us to discuss, we've done a few of those recently. It's been fun. Uh, you can always yeah. email us at mattandkevintalkchurch at gmail.com. Hit and us up, can- Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And you can follow us on Twitter at MKTC. That being said. I'm Matt. And I'm Kevin. We've been Talking Church and social media and Roe versus Wade and a whole host of somewhat related issues.
0: Yeah. But you won't find Kevin on Facebook, so don't try. <laughs> <laughs> All Peace right. for now. Be warm and be fed.